Hi, good evening. Sherry here. Uh, today's recording is about a little bit about the law compliance regulations, specifically healthcare. We're going to take a look at a law called the HIPAA, which is a Healthcare Information Protection Act. And it's really pertaining to the sharing of medical records. Right, so as humans, we have policies or we make decisions on who we're going to share our information with. If we decide that we're going to share that we have a uh, healthcare problem, uh, we make the personal decision in who we speak to about that. And it's usually a doctor-patient uh, relationship protected and it's a little different from person to person. It can't be or it's not considered protected unless you tell that person, I'm going to share something important with you and I don't want you to share it with others or I don't mind if you share it with others. We don't have a natural, humans don't have a natural policy system built in on who they share their information with uh, some do and some don't. Some just don't have the ability to think before they speak. Sometimes they just share openly. And sometimes it creates an a very uncomfortable environment. And if it continues, and a lot of people do it, uh, sometimes the experience becomes uh, riddled with, with healthcare problems. And... So it's not like we have this internal human system that says, I have to ask permission before I share somebody's healthcare information. I have to ask your permission before I share my healthcare information with you. Um, we don't have a human policy for that. We have an IT policy that says you can't, you have to give permission before one system can share with another system or agency. Now, if humans had that same policy, then there would be protected conversations. The conversations would be more, um, there would be more discernment. Uh, there would be an actual request before you speak about a specific healthcare issue. Because here's the fact, not everybody wants to know all of your personal information, especially your healthcare information. And that is a serious conversation uh, where you should ask permission before you share that information with someone else. But see, our IT policies are not built that way. They're built to where the person decides if another agency can read or review medical records. In human contact, person to person, the person should ask the person it is sending it to if they want to receive it, if they want to know about it, if they're willing to listen. So when you're looking at IT policies in relation to human communications, you see the differences there 
And you also see the flaws in the way that the IT policy is written. So it does give people freedom to speak about their illnesses and ailments. And you can argue that humans have freedom of speech and fail to use discretion or respectful communications to ask if they can discuss that information and freely share the information of other people, not realizing that they are violating a privacy policy and law that is in place. The law only pertains to electronic records is the problem when the law needs to pertain to all human information. So if I came along and I just started telling you about all my family illnesses without saying, hey, I'd like to have a conversation with you about all of my family illnesses, uh, you decide whether or not you want to have that conversation rather than uh, just being a receiver of anything and everything I have to tell you and walking away um, with that information with no direction or understanding on what to do with it. Your brain is sort of left to go, okay, why'd you tell me all of that? What good am I to you? Did you just need to use me to get that information out because it was bothering you or you're worried about something? So you're using me as sort of someone to um, comfort you because I'm not a doctor, so I cannot help you. Or you're just looking for some sort of empathy and sympathy. And that's fine in human relationships, but it's better if you ask permission before you do that. Otherwise, you look like a walking communicable disease that's sharing information that nobody asked for, that uh, nobody has power to manage, and no one really has a policy in place that says, wait a minute, I don't want to discuss healthcare with you right now and your personal problems because I would rather just drink coffee with you and talk about, you know, how the dog is doing. Oh, he came down with Parvo the other day and oh my God. And grandma Louise, you know, she's broke her ankle and uncle Jimmy, you know, ran through the barbed wire fence and the cows have come down with mad cow disease and we just don't have insurance covered all. And you're just like, you know what? Uh, I just asked how the dog was doing. I didn't want a list of all the family ailments and all the problems pertaining to healthcare, but people actually do this. So there's almost like there needs to be a human or electronic policy that says you cannot share or law that says you cannot share that information unless asked. So, or, or maybe humans need to evolve. Maybe humans need to evolve and learn creative ways of rather than lying, you know, the dog spot is doing wonderfully. I took him to the vet the other day and I think he's gonna be fine. Or I've gotta take him into the vet and get him looked at, but I think he's great. He's a wonderful dog. It's matters of how you communicate. But then here's the thing is the law is it's how it's written is what is said, um, is what a lot of people in law policy and regulation get hung up on or get, it's, it's about how it reads. It's about what it pertains to and how it's applied. And the same is true in any communication system 
It's about what is said and how it's perceived or received and what can be done with it. You know, there is no law that says that you can't walk around being a complete negative asshole, sharing constantly all your ailments and traumas and problems. There's no law that says uh, that, that you're a good person that that's healthy, that that's welcome. Some people will tolerate it, but many people will walk away from it not feeling well. So you're affecting other people, but that, so that's in human communications. So there is no regulation. There, There is some, they call it emotional regulation in human communications when you're able to not burst out in tears because Spot's got parvo and Grandma Jean is... Uh, suicidal, you know, or the fact that you just told me all that and I didn't ask you anything. I just wanted to go to coffee. I wanted a nice, pleasant breakfast experience. And you've given me now all of your problems. So it's not just a legal policy for electronic documents that needs to be considered in the sharing and protection of data or information, but also what you're putting on to people and how this applies to human communications as well. And why not consider, uh, reconsider the fact that while freedom of speech and expression is a constitutional right, there are boundaries with that that have been established for many years and people have learned the very hard way about what to communicate and how to communicate in many Failed relationships have have been the result because people do not seem to learn in school what is good, how to discuss things in a healthy way, how to manage problems, and how to share information. So now that we're in the 21st, 22nd century, 2024, we have computers And if we can look at these laws and we can also look at human communications at the same time and we say, you know, it's not about freedom of speech and expression. It's about the words that you choose to use and the effects on people that although it may not seem like it causes damage and although there is no reporting institution where that person can turn you in for a violation Or that person can say, I don't like what you just told me. I didn't ask for that information. I don't want to know about your private parts and how they're functioning. You're violating basic human laws and rights of privacy, of comfort, health, happiness, the pursuit of happiness, and the betterment of the world. And unfortunately, you can't just take one piece of the law that says freedom i've got freedom of speech and expression i have a right to say whatever i want because it's not true you don't because you're violating health and safety codes all over the place and it doesn't need to be directly uh written to you from me to you with in a legal document that says you're in violation don't say those things to me yet It's like humans are getting away with it, yet computers and computers were able to control and use little checkboxes to give approval and authority. And we act like it's the end of the world when there's a data violation 
Yet when you run around uh, rumor rumor milling constantly of this person did that and this person has that problem and talking about everything as if it's an open world to communicate about everyone and everything without asking permission. It's like you don't realize even the fact that a computer system is similarly designed to that you must have permission before you enter a private protected area of somebody's life. But yet we humans do it all the time based on what we see and we think because we experienced it or that we can create it, then it is our data to share and we can use it however we want. And that's false because you're damaging another person and you're damaging the people directly, you're, the ones you're communicating with. So law and policy applies not only to the electronic system, but to humans. So it needs to be written possibly to address both uh, communities, the, the computer and the computer user. That you need to understand that, yes, we're going to come up with all these rules and laws for use, but humanity also needs to adapt to that as well and take that on in their personal lives as policies and laws and rules of communication. That's my little short 15-minute uh, podcast today. There are compliance departments, but if everyone is responsible for their own, coming up with their own rules, policies, and compliance, and there's no one leader that shapes the whole industry or the whole uh, business arena or the whole personal communications arena, then there's a bunch of people, billions of different policies written in billions of different ways, different processes, and nobody's going to ever be on the same page. Okay, the first set was not long enough. It was only almost 15 minutes. So here's a second set, something I was considering after I had uh, recorded the first part of this podcast. So because we experienced something, uh, it was our personal experience and it involves other people and private information that could damage them, their reputation, or their image, or possibly get them in trouble, uh, or make them possibly see the light of day and the error of their ways, uh, I looked at a writing experience and, and the book writing, and the law is uh, slander and libel. And the basic law is that you're not supposed to slander, which is uh, speak negatively about someone. Um, I can read it real fast. The action or crime of making a false spoken statement damaging to a person's reputation. And the key word there is false and damaging. So false and damaging. So what you say has to be true. That's slander. Libel is something different. I'd have to look it up exactly for the specific uh, definition, but it's a published false statement that is damaging to a person's reputation, a written defamation. So, uh, you know, if I publish something false that was incorrect, uh, then I'd be busted for libel if you can sue me, if you want to sue me. So I had to think about it before I wrote it because what I wrote is going to affect a lot of people if they read it. 
and it, it benefits them to read it because they might somehow wake up from the cloud that they have been sleeping under or uh, the rock that they have been sleeping under and maybe come to an, a better understanding of how they damaged and hurt other people or be uh, have a new understanding of how things are intertwined and interlinked and that they maybe uh, find a way to realize that they're not responsible for something that they thought that they were. They were falsely accused or something was false about the situation. Anyways, personal information sharing, anything negative that is damaging to a person's reputation or that might hurt their feelings. Uh, sometimes the truth hurts. You have to first understand that. But then also looking at things like uh, the sheriff's log in a local county, you know, it's not really appropriate for you to publish their names because just because an arrest was made does not mean that they are guilty uh, because we have a rule called uh, innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. So that's where the law is concerned in defamation of character. Uh, because if it turns out to be, it's not false that they were arrested, you can publish that, but it's kind of damaging. It's not very nice. And there's a lot of other per neat things that they can publish instead. So they just need to find new ways of sharing information. And they're doing that. But the question that I had and was considering was uh, publishing a book and then uh, or my writings uh, in blog sites and using people's names to actually publicize the, the truth in matters and sharing of feelings and thoughts uh, when there's damages occurred. And the fact that it would be like similarly, you know, asking permission before you share this information because it might hurt somebody's feelings or damage their perception of another person. So I, I started to use disclaimers on my internet sites that said, you know, this information contains, uh, you know, possibly hurtful, hurtful information or damaging. Um, because what happens, I think, is people want to live in a happy world where everything around them is always happy. And when something happens, a lot of people want to just sweep it under the rug and pretend like nothing happened or just summarize it real quick with, okay, yeah, she's dead. She's no longer with us. And it just doesn't work that way uh, for everyone. You know, the, the she's dead, she died in an explosion is not enough for, for everyone uh, to say, okay, you know, she disappeared ran away from her child and died in an explosion and there was no funeral. That's not enough for me, especially when you combine it with an injured infant who whose arm was completely burned. And the, the next case brought to me in this family matter was something completely out in left field that cannot be openly discussed, but that someone else will openly and happily discuss and ask you to look at criminals online who commit the same acts as if it were common day experience. And it's not, it's not, and it's not okay to talk that way. 
there's a criminal organization. Uh, it's not a criminal organization, but it's a criminal justice organization called the police. And you can talk that over with them along with the lawyer. And if you keep coming to me with these issues, you can get yourself a lawyer because you're damaging my health by bringing me these problems. And people don't seem to understand how they're negatively infecting other people's environments. So what happens is it all comes together and me, the writer says, you gotta hear what these people are doing and how the situations connect to each other and how they're all involved in this criminal activity. And here are the commonalities between all of them. And it all stems back to one girl who got sliced in the neck. They said it was a gunshot and there was a drug deal. And it went on like a string of crimes, totally just repeating in different ways and unresolved and completely recycling itself all throughout the county. And it's like an ongoing cycle and process now of now like a criminal justice business. Oh, that's just the way it is now. Like we're supposed to accept it and be okay with it and be it be a part of our religion that we're also gonna burn in hell if we don't do exactly what we're told by some crazy who probably doesn't even have a green card or a driver's license who's standing up and is employed by somebody to deliver uh, information. And so you got to stop and you got to go, wait a minute. It's not that I'm not adult enough and strong enough to handle information. It's how it's compiled and put together that matters. And that's just a fact of reading something right and what you can do about it if you can do anything if you're just to read it and to say wow uh that's shocking and i see or it stimulates your mind to where you're able to see connections that i didn't see or follow my train of thought in understanding how i see the connections that's the goal the goal is not personal defamation unless it needs to be because maybe they do need to be defamed Maybe they do need to be brought out into the public eye so that their their little secretive, disgusting ways can be uncovered and seen. It's not healthcare privacy law acts. It's information that aids in cases that were closed, that were possibly wrongfully tried, miscommunicated, and caused a spiral or a chain of events following it that created a belief system or a pattern of behavior for other people. Things that we don't consider, things that you can't go to a compliance department and say, is this book here in compliance with the law, freedom of speech in the constitution? And is this defamation of character because I'm really mad or can I stop her from making money and publishing this book? Can I shut her up from blogging on her internet site or can I continue to damage and hurt her by making sure nobody ever reads it and anyone who does read it is rude and as disgusting or worse than the original crime?